Welcome back to the Football Zone with Nick Montone and Woody Brown. And today is the first episode of Season 3 of the Football Zone. Woody, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. Uh, Football, I don't know, football I feel like is going really well, apart from its international break right now. You always hate to hear a little international break unless the tournament's going on. I mean, mean, yeah, international break is just kind of friendlies and qualifiers to the big tournaments. So right now you have Euro qualifiers... You have all European teams playing against each other in different groups to qualify for like the big tournament that you were talking about. Right. And you have the same thing happening in South America for the Copa America, which is the same thing as the Euros, but for South America. Yep. So kind of a bit dead right now. Um, people from different teams are going to to their countries to represent their countries. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's sometimes exciting when you have a player from your club who maybe hasn't been called up before, but has finally been called up to represent their nation. Because I feel like it's, as a footballer, that's like the number one thing right. that you kind of strive for. It's to play for your badge. Exactly. Play for your badge, play for your country, represent your mm-hmm. country. Like someone who really stands out to me is Eddie Nketiah. Yeah. So he's never been called up to the England. And he plays for who? He does play for my club, Arsenal. Never mm. forget, never forget. Gooners, Gooners. Um, Poverty club. I mean, well, and he got un- called up. Undefe- yeah, and he got called up for the first time. So, you know, someone who's, like, so young, who's never been called up, like, he's really, like, came through our academy. Like, we've really made him to the play that he is. And, like, he's always had competition. You know, he's had Aubameyang in front of him. He's had He has Gabby Jesus in front, like, ahead of him right now. You had, like, Lacazette ahead of him. You had all these players... And he was always kind of seen as the second choice, but second fiddle. But now he really has an opportunity to show his talents. Exactly, on. he's he's really for England. Exactly for England. Exactly, and England is like, you know, well known to be one of the more like one of the better nations. Yeah, like like in ranking wise and player by player. Like I was actually talking with my brother, and if you go Harry Brown, Harry Brown, what a guy. And if you go. Um, like player for player for England, yeah, it almost seems they have one of the best in the world in each position. Now, if you go manager by manager, I don't know about that. Unless we pick up Pep Guardiola. Yeah, if you picked up Pep, though, I don't know how he would manage England compared to a club because it's he, so different. It's so different. You don't have as much time to really implement a system, and he seems to be a system-based coach, like mold the players, you know, get all the players to his style, to his formation. So that's why I think a lot of coaches struggle, like especially Hansi Flick. Like he just got fired from Germany after a honestly terrible loss to Japan four to one, and yeah. it's because he couldn't really adapt well. He well, he didn't understand probably how to to you know coach a national team compared to a club. Yeah, not saying I do either. Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean international is so different compared to club. Like it, it's really like you have to put everything into like literally like a month span or like otherwise then you're done like international is so cutthroat in terms of if you're if the nation isn't performing to their standard then they will be cut and it's also the fans are so into it because you know it's their their country it's their country and you know people get really invested for the country because it's pride and yeah true but you know we'll we'll move on to the premier league now so we are in week we've just completed week number four and who who stands at the top of the Premier League right now, Nick? <sighs> who but Manchester City? 
you know, my club, my favorite club, you know, lifelong supporter of the club. And, you know, I'm just happy to see him on there. And next week we face a, face a pretty big challenge in uh, West Ham United, who have been really on a roll, you know. They uh, have. They really and, have. You know, uh, three wins, one uh, one draw. And, you know, Zuma played really well this past weekend. And same with James Ward-Prowse, you know, signing from what, Southampton. What a signing James Ward-Prowse was. What a signing. Wasn't it only like 20 M's, 20 mil? And in today's market, that's insane. Like, we'll we'll touch on... Like how kind of the market has kind of in like the in like the inflation that's hit the it's market, crazy. but to pick up such a high quality player for such a low price, like you just kind of notice like the little things like that, like Brighton, you notice how Brighton does their business, and and it's the same, you know, that's the biggest issue about being relegated is your players can leave for so little money because they don't mm. want to play in the championship. And that's why being relegated was honestly the worst thing to happen to Leicester. It was the worst thing to happen to Southampton because they had they had some class players like Romeo yeah. Lavia for Southampton. Um, Obviously, they picked up a good bag for him, though. I mean, it was only, I mean, only, but it was only 60 M's compared to, you know, some people saying he was worth like 70 or 80. Yeah, and like, you know, it's really like interesting to see how like different teams kind of manage their business. So like I mentioned earlier, Brighton, they're just kind of known for finding this talent and just selling it for 100 mil plus. And you look at and you look at West Ham, who, you know, Arsenal bought Declan Rice for for like, you know, 100 120 120 million and they've reinvested that 120 million right. into the likes of James Ward-Prowse and they're really building a foundation under David Moyes, which I which I really like to see. Yeah. I don't I don't like people just like like they sell a play for 120 mil and then they, and they buy, buy a player, player for, for 120 mil. mil. Like I really like to see how they do that rebuild. And I think West Ham and Brighton are two teams who have really like showcased like yeah. their ability on that front. Yeah, and I I mean specifically for West Ham, like a midfield of James Ward-Prowse, Thomas Suchek and Lucas Paqueta. I mean, that's a Paqueta, str- Paqueta I believe. Paqueta. It's you know, you the, the gambler himself. <laughs> Lucas Paqueta. You can ask. You can ask Diego himself. But I do believe it is. Paqueta. Di- Diego Silva will be on the show. He will at be at some point. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately, with his terrible takes. But you know, we'll, we'll make do. But yeah, no. Yeah, just... but signings like uh, Mohamed Kudus and um, you know James Ward-Prowse, as we just mentioned, you know, really reinvesting that money smartly, and because I think that you know three like super solid players is way better than buying one player for a hundred. 20 million yeah that's just my philosophy yeah for sure and like yeah like i know i've already mentioned them but like you have you just have to look at brighton and how they yeah. manage their squad you just have to yeah and you know it's just so good man like if you look at these other clubs like chelsea who we will talk about soon um but like they just manage everything you know invest in young players with talent and you know really working them up to their full potential like they have players that are like in their teens still and are just class top class like julio and yeah. ciso who scored one of the best goals of the season last year against man city on city's head top i mean we had already won the league at that point so it was chill that is very true but like players like evan ferguson uh cairo matoma um paris and stupignon like these players are super young super talented and mm-hmm. will be a bag for brighton and they're still competing in europe currently yeah, so it's just insane what like what kind of they've been doing 
Um, so and like I feel like I feel like Brighton's a team where everyone in the Premier League kind of likes them, kind of likes their style of play. Like they play that building out the back, tiki taka, and then like they attack with pace. They're just fun to watch. Yeah, when you have such creative players like Matoma, who are, can at any moment can take the the ball from the halfway line to the back of the net, like yeah, you can't not just want to watch them, man. Yeah, it it is. It's just so. It's just almost addicting to watch. And a team that I feel like everyone is hating on right now Chelsea I mean what I mean what is there to like about Chelsea at the moment if, really we're, if we're being honest like they're just so like just like dead. it's just like it's almost like there's, well, there's wait, wait, wait. we just have to stop and talk about this real quick the amount of players that they have they have 12 defenders in their list what is that that's 10 10 midfielders 10 midfielders 10 forwards like that's crazy that is actually insane actually 32 not. players and it's just all these young guys want to go to Chelsea, but I feel like it's so bad. There are so many players there, and you know yeah. they they spent a hundred mil for Mikhailo Mudrik. They spent eighty mil for the center back um, Wesley Fofana. Yeah, I mean he, I mean he like tore his ACL, so there's not much. You can Six, really... Sixty mil for Kukurea. Yeah, um, that, there's not. But yeah, there's just so many like kind of people that like you kind of won't really hear from just because of how many. Like that, like there could be some absolute young talent um, who you you might not see, like the likes of Cole Palmer. Like they dropped, how much they like sixty mil? No, it it was it was forty five. Was it forty five? Forty five mil on Cole Palmer, who you know I feel like he really started to burst onto the scene this summer for Manchester City in a couple games specifically in the Community Shield and yes. the and the and the Champions League he, he I think he scored a, I think he had like two or three Champions League goals you know yeah. albeit some of them were against Leipzig in that 7-0 thrashing but yeah I still, mean Haaland like, scored five of them yeah no he's just ridiculous yeah and then also he scored the game time goal uh against Sevilla in the Super Cup which is the winner of the Champions League against the winner of the Europa League I mean, Sevilla just always win the Europa League, it feels like. Yeah, but like, you know, like you have someone like this who's burst onto the scene and you have no idea how much you're going to see of him yeah. in, in a Chelsea shirt. And it's crazy because he came up from Man City's academy and went to Chelsea. Usually it feels like it, went, it goes the other way around. Yeah. Times are changing. You know, now Chelsea are the big money team and Man City are just have found a system that really works and they're sticking yeah. with it. Yeah, one, one City player who I feel like I've seen a lot about and people are starting to talk about more about like how he's doing and how he's like kind of being treated at the club is uh, Phil Fordinho. Yeah, and it's just interesting to me, man. It feels like he doesn't have a, a clear-cut role at the club right now because he's so good. And I think, I think you know, with Kevin De Bruyne's injury, it, he's going to have some more opportunities. But like we, we, we can't really figure out as City fans where he should best play. Whether it's on the wing as a ten in the as midfield, a, as a false like like he's so he's so versatile. Just like looking at his other positions, you got left wing, right wing, left mid, centre mid, right mid, centre attacking mid, centre forward. You have all these positions where he is he showcased himself as one of the best in the world at that position. I mean, he's so technically solid. Like he just I, he's more than he's he's honestly one of the best technical players in the world. It's crazy, and you know I think that's important for him to be able to fit at City is you have to, or for anyone to fit at City, you have to be just stupid good at all technical skills. Yeah. And I think that's what allows him to really be able to play anywhere because his skills just translate anywhere on the pitch. But I just want to see him play, man. 
You know, especially yeah. with the signing of Doku uh, for the right winger position to replace yeah. Riyad Mahrez. Yeah, <clears throat> Jeremy Doku, who who's class, by the way. He's yeah, so good. he was he was looking good. He was definitely looking good. Uh, but signed him from, uh, I think it was like Nice or something. Yeah, for like that was six CMs, I think. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, speaking speaking of like sixty million, I mean, no no offense to Jeremy Doku, but I hadn't really heard of him before. <laughs> and you know, we've just, and like City have just dropped. 60 mil on it and then you think about other signings like um Caicedo 120 120 I think that, I think that was the record for most expensive signing in, in Premier League history like in Premier League from Premier League to Premier League so yeah exactly so there's just like just ju- like just the market right now I mean we we all know why the market has in like Neymar. in yeah Neymar, Neymar Coutinho, Dembele. And from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I mean, Saudi is just crazy. If you look at the players that they've really gotten in, it's kind of astounding. Like, they're starting to try and build something. Yeah. You know, players like N'Golo Kante, Karim Benzema. Yeah. You know, obviously Ronaldo, which we talked about last year, but... Yeah. And, like, you know, obviously, um, like, it, at first it seemed like they were only really picking up like old players, people coming towards the end of their career, but like their most productive years were coming to an end. But then you see they're signing like twenty-one-year-olds, twenty-two-year-olds. Damari Gray, who put, Demari formerly Gray for, played for, for Everton. Everton, and he, he was, was pretty good there. He was, he was good. He was definitely he was the he was the star in like a dull team. Yeah, you know, and like you have these young young players, and and even one of the best goalies in the world, you know, Morocco's goalkeeper uh, Bono. Bono, I don't know his first name. I don't know how to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, I I don't know how to pronounce it either. But it's yeah, like, like Ivan or something, something like that. But like like he's gone to South, and you just have all these players of high caliber, both old and now young, going to Saudi, and it's just in like the market has just increased. Like for someone you would get, like I'm not sure if you've seen, but. Someone did this, like, not study, but, like, this thing where they took all of the signings from, like, years ago and, like, kind of put... Adjusted them for inflation. Exactly. So someone like Shevchenko, who -hmm. went to Chelsea, in today's market, like, he went for, like, three mil back then. Yeah. And today's market, he would have gone for, like, 197 million. (sighs) So I think that, like Rio Ferdinand, he went for five mil, which back then was insane. And now, two, 200, now he would have gone for 200 mil. Easy. And I think it just shows that the game has grown. Like just, clubs are making exponentially more money than they used to. Yeah. And like if you look at the top clubs, they're like worth like billions of dollars. And, yeah, they are. I mean, and speaking of one of the clubs that is worth one of the most, Tottenham Hotspur. I mean, they're almost companies at this point. It, they are companies. They're they're a business. Yeah. Know? It's just like, you know, a lot of people say in the NFL, the NBA, you know, MLB, you know, these things are businesses and you can't yeah. be mad at when stuff happens like this. Yeah. But as, as much as I hate to see it, Tottenham are looking good. Tottenham are looking good. And, you know, the reason I want to talk about them is because they lost their best player for 100 M's. Exactly. Harry Kane, arguably the best striker in the world. Currently. I think he is. Uh, yeah, to be honest, because well, he's so mm, versatile. Oh, well, people would probably say Haaland, but Haaland's the best goal scorer. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like that's what you need in this. Like he's like, that's, be, that's fair. But yeah, no, Harry Kane. I mean, he's just known everywhere in world football. Like everyone just knows what he does, what he did for 
Tottenham, how he didn't win a trophy, and he's left here to Bayern Munich to pick up a trophy. I'm sure he's hoping. But just well, what... he had an opportunity. He did. <laughs> In his first game at Bayern Munich, you know, after what was it like? I think it was like eight years at Spurs, eight or nine Long, years at Spurs, yeah. eight or nine maybe years at longer, Spurs, maybe with, over ten years, without winning any trophies except for like Audi the Audi Cup. Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which, which isn't is really pot, a trophy. Which is not a trophy at all. Um, first game at Bayern Munich was the German Super Cup, which I believe is like the league winners. It's the, it's the Community Shield of yes uh, German, Germany. And I believe that they lost like three one to Leipzig. Uh, I, yeah, it could have been three zero. Yeah, and it's just it's just frankly it's just, astounding. It's wherever he goes, just trophies just don't follow. And then Spurs are in second place. And, you know, they hired a new manager, Angie Postikoglu, who was the manager at Celtic. And I watched a couple YouTube videos of people talking about really what his style is. And it was really interesting. He's so focused on attack. Yeah. And this just feels like such such a change of pace from the past Spurs teams that would just, you know, sit back and... You know, let let other people attack them, come on to them. Absorb, absorb, yeah. And wait for one counterattack. But this just feels like such a breath of fresh air because they're playing exciting football. You know, they They have a lot of work to do in their defense um, as they're like they've allowed like four four goals in four games, you know. Yeah. Can't can't hold a clean sheet. Yeah, no, definitely not. But yeah, just I mean, James Madison. I mean, he has been different gravy. Like that's what that's another player who's who was on a team who, you know, got relegated to the championship and, you know, Leicester probably didn't get the money they wanted that they could have got. For James Madison, he's definitely. I think he's worth like sixty mil in 100%. today's market, and they 100%. only had to pay forty. Like hundred percent, and now he's uh, he's looking like he's looking like the main guy. Yeah, and you know they they're another example of you know reinvesting their money smartly from Harry Kane instead mm-hmm. of going out and buying another star player for a ton of money. You know they go out and buy some solid defend- defenders like Mickey Van De Ven. You know I think he played for Ajax, and yeah. you know I've heard good things about him. I haven't watched him play, but you know. I trust them because if they made another good signing like, you know, James Madison, they're going to make other good signings. And, you know, hopefully Richarlison, who they bought for 60 mil oh. from Everton, yeah. can score a goal because he hasn't scored a goal in a long time. In uh, a long, 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 long time. Yeah, but it's just funny how, like, they sell a striker and they don't even re- replace him. And they're better. Killing it. Yeah, and they're just better. Killing they're it. They're just better without him. It's so funny to see, but... I don't know. I'm I'm excited for this year. Okay, quick fire predictions, Woody. Who do you think will finish top six in the Premier League? Top six will be Arsenal. Okay. City. Tottenham. Liverpool. Brighton. Man United. In no particular order, or in anywhere? that in that, in that order, order in that order. Okay. That's what that's what I'm looking. No Chelsea, of no course. No Chelsea, of course, because not an idiot. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So mine are City number one, Arsenal number two, Newcastle number three, United number four, Chelsea number five, and Villa number six. So no Liverpool, no Brighton, no Tottenham, no Tottenham. And these predictions, I you know I'm staying true to what I predicted a couple couple weeks ago before the season started. Yeah. They would be totally different if I could change them now because I wouldn't have United high, I wouldn't have Chelsea high, I'd have Tottenham high, but I'm sticking true to what I my what my honest predictions were. Yeah, of like how they handled business over the summer. Yeah. yeah. And 
it should be fun to see this year, Woody. I'm definitely excited to see Arsenal lift the Premier League. That's yeah. for sure. That's well, thank sure. you all for listening to this week's episode of The Football Zone with Nick Martone and Woody Brown. And thank you for listening to 88.9 The Bridge, KMIH, Mercer Island.